probably did hate Mayo and we thought it was hate at the time because these guys are trying to take away our dreams. The Football Pod live Thursday June 2nd in Castle Bar. Check out otbsports.com forward slash events and get your tickets now. So we have left the I guess the, the nice insulation of North London to come down to Victoria, a very nice area. Uh, Ainsley Harriet, as you can see, is with me, a massive Arsenal fan. Uh, oh, massive Ainsley Arsenal Harriet. fan, yeah. Got my attire on today because I've been uh, doing a lunch in my honour at the Westminster Catering College, so I had to turn up and put the tie on. But there is a, a hint of red in there which tells you that I'm a massive Arsenal fan, always a, a little bit of uh, red going on, and um, certainly thrilled about one of the biggest occasions in sporting history tonight. It's going to be very, very good. Can I just ask, you're more of a, a South London boy, right? Uh, so h- how does Arsenal come into your consciousness in, in the beginning of your sporting life? Well, I could, I could support Man United. And most of them live down in London anyway. <laughs> Only joking. Uh, I think it's a, a friend that I still go with. Uh, we have season tickets there. And uh, he took me to my first Arsenal game back in the early 70s. <clears throat> the year afterwards, uh, with McClintock as captain, we went on to win the double. So it was a, a nice, soft introduction, if you like, or a great introduction into you know one of the uh, great football premier premier teams. Let's be honest, you know, it's uh, we're talking about Arsenal here. We're talking about someone that's been around for a very, very long time, a wonderful history, and um, and to. Uh, if you think that I could quite easily, uh, Chelsea football grounds, what, 10 minutes drive from my house, right. you know, maybe 20, 25 minutes walk, I could have gone to West Ham, Crystal Palace, Wimbledon, loads of them are relatively close, but the first time he took me to Arsenal, I liked it. I liked the the, the, the energy there, and uh, yes, they were playing good football, because they went on to win the uh, the double uh, a season later, so it was, uh, yeah, that, that, that's why. I, I just like the vibe, and uh, you know, you could say, why do people support someone that lives up in the north uh, north of England it's just that you do yeah. maybe it's because they're winners we've got, you know you've got lots of Liverpool supporters haven't you that live down in the south because they were successful and I think people attach themselves to success you know um, I don't know any Man City supporters down in London but I'm sure that if I did they'd probably be youngish do you know what I mean and why shouldn't it be because it is all about success it is all about attaching yourself one of the reasons we want a football shirt of a great player is because they're a great player yeah it's very true what what I find interesting then is how I guess over the course of maybe the the last 40-50 years how that culture has shifted between the Arsenal fans and Arsenal the club it really Mm. feels like Arsenal has been emblematic of the the beautiful multiculturalism around London and I know it's not necessarily North London based but even some of the players that have come through from Ian Wright all the way through to Emil Smith-Rowe I know they're all both South Londoners but it kind of speaks to a city and and a fan base that's very much in touch with that oh totally totally and uh, you're so right Um, you know multicultural just having a good vibe you know when you walk into somewhere it's about how you feel and, uh, you know, um, I'm sad to say that, you know, when I first went to Chelsea and I went, first went to Chelsea, I was chased down the road, called all sorts of names and things hurled after me and my mates, both black and white, you know, but we were just weren't, we weren't accepted. You was know, that because you were Arsenal fans? Or? Um, I don't even know if it was just Arsenal fans. I th- I, I, perhaps, perhaps it was because it was... No, because at the time I wasn't any particular fan. I think it was just that you came from the wrong side of the road. You know, you didn't fit in. What the are you doing here type thing so I think things have uh, changed enormously um, and for me to 
for that first time going to Arsenal and going up the tube and walking up that tunnel through the Arsenal actually having the name of their own tube station. It's pretty cool, isn't it? That's pretty damn cool. And uh, you're sort of walking up there, then going to the stadium at Highbury and uh, the success that followed. Yeah, there were lean years. There was periods when Don Howe was in charge and I've never seen so many draws in my life. But, um, you know, you, you stick by it, don't you? It's, it's your team. And, um, you know, my, uh, my youngest son, Joe's a uh, Man United supporter. And uh, all he knew in his youth was pure success. And now they're going through a bit of an indifferent period. He can't believe it. What's gone wrong? And I said, it sometimes happens. Mm-hmm. And I think we had that when Sir Alex left United and when Arsene Wenger, the great Arsene Wenger, hopefully you know, he will come back and sprinkle some of his beautiful dust over the place again. What an amazing man he was. Um, He's just, uh, yeah, people like that, they have so much control over the club. They've been there for so long, yeah. you know, that when they leave, it's almost like things just destabilise, you know, things kind of start falling apart because they had control of everything. Mm. So uh, I, I, for me to go to Arsenal, um, to go to Highbury and now on to the Emirates and to still be passionate, regardless of whether it's successful or not, hopefully this year, will be a turning point. Well, that, that's a really interesting point, successful or not, because it did feel maybe throughout the, the end of the Wenger era, there was still entertainment, even though there wasn't a huge uh, pile of success. And, I, and I, was, I wanted to ask you that. I mean, uh, you are an entertainer. Your, your father was a pianist. I mean, you, your, your family is, is, is... You've got a lineage in entertaining. Yeah. Like, did, did that speak to you in any way, the fact that maybe post-George Graham to a certain extent, or, or certainly into the Wenger era, that Arsenal did become the great entertainers, and that was a core part of the philosophy of the team. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, I don't necessarily think we were that wonderfully entertaining when George Graham was there. I thought the, it was all about defence. You know, I think he used to tie them together on a piece of string and they would just stay in a line and defend, defend, defend. Uh, I think the real beautiful football, the beautiful game came with Arsene Wenger. And the players that he brought with him and allowing, allowing them to express themselves. We see a lot more of that in the Premiership, but he was the, he was the godfather of that. And he started it and uh, boy, was it a wonderful time to watch football. And any neutral loved watching Arsenal. And uh, I think we, you, you get a little bit more of that now with people talking about City, some say about Liverpool and stuff like that. It's just the, the efficiency of them and how beautiful and the freedom of it. And that's all we want. You know, if you want someone to do a sport and they do it in such a beautiful way, there's nothing better. Um, you know, you can have the hard work and grind out type players, or you can have that those players with wonderful flair, and you just go, oh, 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 oh. Do you know what I mean? It's like they are. They're like ballet dancers, aren't they? They're just so graceful, but they've got a ball, and yet they can go in for a hard tackle. But everything they do is done with such smoothness. It's uh, it's beautiful. It's like, a, it's like the perfect ganache. It just moves across the cake beautifully. <laughs> I like a ganache, I do. Oh, lovely. <laughs> Which footballer is most ganache-like then, if you oh, want to go down that? Well, after Serge Ganachery. I know, well, De Bruyne after last night's performance was phenomenal, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, four goal. I mean, he is. He's a, a, a beautiful... But I think it's... When you're looking back, yeah, we talk about the great righty. I think I, more than anything, I loved Ian Wright's celebrations. It's why that man will always be on TV, will always go on and do things. We, he brings energy and 
happiness into you when, when, when you see him. He did that when he played football. And I think the, uh, yeah, um, you could say the same thing about uh, Thierry Henry, you know, how beautiful he was, him and Perez and, uh, you know, Freddie Lundberg, how one, you know, can't say the same about Patrick. Patrick was the engine. Patrick, Patrick was like the oil that feeded everything, that gave everything parts to work, you know. He was the main, main man, you know. What's the food analogy for Patrick Vieira? Uh, food analogy for Patrick Vieira. Oh, well, if the other ones was a ganache, he is the, uh, uh, what would I call, uh, what would I call Patrick? Patrick would be the, um, Patrick, like the base of a sauce. Patrick would be the jus. The jus, J-U-S we're talking about here. The jus, I mean, with the jus, you could put a jus into everything. It's like your basic gravy, and you can add different things to it. You can add a bit of red currant, and you can melt it down into it. You could whisk it a little. Yeah, Pat, the, Pat, Patrick Vieira, the jus. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, I was going to ask, what what is your kind of like your your, your mood on match day? Like tonight, you're you're not going to be at um, White Hart Lane. I presume that almost adds to the nerves. Like we've seen we've seen you in the stadium and posting videos in the past on Twitter. And yeah. geez, you're 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 as enthusiastic as every Arsenal fan yeah. tonight. What will you be like? Well, um, I I think if we were in Tottenham's position, I'd be more nervous. Mm. I think that we've. Uh, Nobody expected us after we sort of had our losses against Southampton and Brighton. You know, we just didn't perform particularly well. We had three losses back to back. If we'd have got the one point, then we would have thought it would have made such a difference. But nobody expects us to turn over Chelsea. Nobody expects us to beat uh, Manu 4-2. You know, um, results like that uh, just galvanised us again, given us belief. At one point, we were ready to be very critical of uh, Arteta and his team, backroom team. What are you doing? You know, you've taken us this far. And then, you know, suddenly we, we feel deflated. And th- that little twist just kind of lifted us back up again. And there's been moments this season when you just felt like, you know, maybe, just maybe we might get to, to Champions League. So the idea that we were thinking maybe, that in itself is... You know, we didn't even qualify for Europe last season. And everybody talks about the slow progress, taking the next step and the next step. Well, this is one giant step, you know. And one, you know, people talk about Neil Armstrong, one giant step for mankind. Well, this is one giant step for Arsenal, you know, um, being able to take that step, if we can tonight. Even if we get a draw, then we get another draw. You know, we are four points ahead. Let's, let's, let's not, you know sort of pretend that we we haven't got the points in the bag this is the first time we've got the points in the bag but we need to protect that so it's about protecting something it's about having a youthful team that allows themselves to express themselves and bringing the ketia back genius because i think that um having you know it was great lacazette's been great lack has been fantastic but he suddenly took on too much responsibility i think i think he 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 forgot what it was like or he forgot his job in the team, which was to score goals. And I think he was just getting the ball, laying it off, doing nice things, making the right runs. No, it's instinct. And Nketiah showed instinct. Yes, he's been taking shots at distance and stuff like that, but that's what goal scorers do. 
and they're perfecting their art. And eventually, guess what? After you've done that two or 300 times, you're going to know how to hit that really, really sweetly. How many times have we seen uh, De Bruyne hit that ball with his left foot? Last night, they just connected. Everything was sweet. It's not even his proper foot, but he's got a couple of goals. Bang, bang, bang with that left foot. Amazing, isn't it? So, yeah, and so uh, talking, um, talking about tonight, yeah, we are nervous. We all know that. Um, this is the biggest game in Arsenal-Tottenham's history, I'd say, ever. You know, us going up to White Hart Lane and winning the league doesn't even compare to that because we, we already knew that we had a great team and it, that wasn't the last game of the season at White Hart Lane. This, I know, is not the last game of the season, but this is the difference between having been out of Champions League football for so many years, the opportunity of being able to get back in, the opportunity of hearing that, we are the champions, coming out of the Emirates. I mean, guys, we just can't wait. We want it. We want it. And if we believe enough, and there's something about that youthfulness, I genuinely believe, that's going to get out there and do it. Yes, we do fear Harry Kane. Yes, we do fear Song. As much as we do fear any other team that we play who's got great players. And they are, these are world-class players. So let's not just, you know, poo them away and say they're rubbish. They're not. They're great players. But if we can turn up on the day and allow ourselves as uh, my friend who's from Jamaica says, that Diamu Odegaard can kick a ball, you know. And that is what he can kick a ball. He can pass a ball. He can make things happen. And, um, you know, I think he's beginning to express himself. We all know about Saka. Um, not sure whether, um, you say, Smith Rowe will start, but Martinelli has been a revelation. His first two yards, that boy's first two yards, has been unbelievable. Gabriel at the back. Um, yeah, I hope, you know, we uh, get Ben back uh, tonight. And even though, um, what's his name? Uh, Kieran Tierney? Uh, not, not t- t- Tierney's out for the season, yeah. you know. T- Tierney, love Tierney, but he's, uh, he's, got to, he's got to learn to not to get stuck in so much. Too many injuries. Him and Partey, too many injuries. And we've had that. We had that with... Uh, um, who's our great um, Ramsey we had that with Ramsey you know a bit of a sick note all the time come back play four or five great games then out again and we know, all know about the, the Diabies of this world great great players but in and out all the time um, and then we had a uh, Vermaelen that came and we were expecting fantastic things from him even became a captain um, and by the way anybody who becomes captain of Arsenal beware <laughs> They always go out. They're always on their way out the door, whether it's Fabregas or whether it's Van Persie or whether it's Thierry Henry or, you know, even now, looks like Lacquer's on his way, doesn't he? Yeah, I, I, I'm telling you, Martin Odegaard is going to break that streak. I know, let, please, please.